oh, and also that Riker is so stark. So strong. Mm. Hallo Freunde! Willkommen to What We Think Happened, a podcast where we watch a piece of media in a language that we don't speak, and then we tell you what we think happened. I'm Emma. And I'm Ian. How are you this week, Emma? Or perhaps, wie geht's? Uh, mir geht's gut. Mir geht's gut auch. Very nice. Thank you. In case you missed our first episode, we have been watching Star Trek The Next Generation auf Deutsch in German without subtitles. And neither of us speak German, really. Although I guess you did just hear us speak some German, so. We've been living in Germany for four months, and I've been working at my job, which is in English, and <laughs> has a lot of German speakers who sometimes lapse into German during, uh, during meetings, but they're very good at than translating if they do so. Right. Um, but Emma's been taking some German classes. I have. So we needed to record this next episode because, you know, I'm rapidly approaching fluency. You are. That's a complete <laughs> lie. Um, Germany measures German language fluency on three levels, A, B, and C. And Emma has reached the second half of A. So... She's pretty good. And so like that I know my colors, my numbers. You do and I'm like a preschooler. <laughs> Auf Deutsch. So think of this as maybe you can hope to get as much as a preschooler would get out of watching Star, Star Trek, Trek the Next, Next Generation. Generation. <laughs> episode three, because we watched episodes one and two during our first episode, the the two parter encounter at Farpoint Station. Episode three We've given ourselves the English language title as a preview. <laughs> it is called The Naked Now. So, predictions. What do we think is going to happen? In an episode called The Naked Now. Yep. I wonder what the episode title is in German. We're looking it up. Ein Moment, bitte. A moment, please. Gosh, am I going to keep lapsing into German throughout this episode? And then needing to translate? Maybe we'll develop a vast following of German speakers. Maybe we'll develop a following. Period. Punkt. The episode in German is Gedankengift. Gedankengift? One word? Uh-huh. What does that mean? The naked now. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> You're the one who speaks German. Though. It sounds like it's about they encounter a race of alien creatures who have the sci-fi ability to make everyone naked now. I thought you were going to say they encounter a race of aliens that doesn't wear clothing, and they all have to deal with their uh, their feelings about that. Mm -hmm. In uh, I'm imagining that all of the the Enterprise crew are really sort of puritanical Americans, <laughs> <laughs> and the aliens are FKK Berliners. Yeah, uh, FKK means. Gosh, that was a really funny joke to, like, two people. <laughs> um, FKK means free... It's free corpa culture, I think, which is free body culture, which is just, like, nude beaches and things like that. There are sections of parks that are designated FKK, and so you'll just be walking through a park and suddenly encounter a field that's full of naked people lounging and reading and doing all the things that you do in parks just without clothes on. Berlin's a weird place. 
And that's what this episode is about. That little slice of German culture. It's my prediction. That's your prediction? Mm-hmm. Okay. What's yours? My prediction, an episode called The Naked Now. So putting it in the context of this show, all they've had is a two-part pilot that really kind of jumped in with the weirdness and with the the sci-fi-ness and introduced us to the crew and everything. Maybe the naked now is about emotional nakedness. And so they're really going to give us some character development in this episode. We introduced you to everyone in the first episode. Now we'll tear away their clothing metaphorically and you'll get to know them more. Maybe literally too. We predicted in the last episode that this would have love blossoming on the Enterprise. Maybe it's that they all get naked and have sex with each other. The crew of the Enterprise, that is. Not with the FKK aliens. I don't know, maybe that too. Okay. Before we get into watching this episode, and before we tell you, gentle listeners, what we think happened, I do have one bit of Star Trek trivia that I looked up after our last episode. Mm -hmm. So we have tried to remain as in the dark as possible about the media that we're consuming. So with the exception of looking up the English title of this episode, we still know nothing about these characters. Is her, is her name Diana? Is it Raven Simone? I do not know. I will continue to not know. One thing that I did look up though, because I felt so silly about it after the fact, can you guess what it is? Yes, Riker gets killed off soon. Yes. They are figments of the jellyfish's imagination. (laughs) No. Yes, Riker and Diana used to bone. No. Yes, Will Wheaton is Captain Kirk's son. Knew it, (laughs) called it. Okay, I did not look up any of those things. What I looked up was how long after the original Star Trek does Next Generation take place? Okay, so this might answer whether Will Wheaton is Captain Kirk's son. Right. Do you remember? You said like a thousand years. Yep. Yep. Do you know how many it is? Two thousand. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> no, it's 78. Huh. I didn't look up any more than that. All I know is right. that it's really only 78 years later. Still likely that all of the members of the original Enterprise crew not around anymore. So Will Wheaton is Captain Kirk's grandson. <laughs> yep, you figured it out. <laughs> I figured it out. I did think that was worth looking up, though, just for my peace of mind. How dumb did I sound last episode? <laughs> now we know. A little. You were only 900 some odd years off. But that was the only thing. Everything else, spot on. We mm-hmm. got a lot of feedback from our listeners. We understood everything. No, mostly people gave us feedback saying, wow, you really didn't know a lot about Star Trek. <laughs> Should we watch the episode? Yes. All right, this is Star Trek The Next Generation, Episode 3, Gedankengift. And we're back. All right, what did you think? I think our predictions were not terrible. They were not far off. (laughs) I think perhaps it was a good title. Yeah, it was perhaps more straightforward than the pilot. I think so. (laughs) Do you feel like you understood a, a lot of the German? Uh, more than last time. Like, I caught a lot more words. I took a lot of notes of like, ooh, I know that word. I know that word. Didn't mean I could, like, string them together. And yeah, it might have just been a more understandable episode mm-hmm. overall. But I felt like I followed it okay. Of course, then as soon as I describe it, people are going to be like, no. <laughs> <laughs> okay. This episode was a cautionary tale about sex and STDs. Oh. Someone. Maybe I didn't understand it. <laughs> 
<laughs> I definitely did. Um, someone, Jordy, puts himself in a clearly very dangerous situation and gets infected. The situation was a bunch of frozen dead people, but he gets infected with this STD. And then everyone else on the ship gets infected too, basically, because no one on the Enterprise has heard of a quarantine or even a communicable disease. <laughs> um, when infected with this STD, everyone gets kind of drunk and their innate qualities are exaggerated. For basically everyone on the Enterprise, it means they become super horny. But for Riker, it means getting angry. And for Data, it means trying to be human. And for Will Wheaton, it means being... Extra annoying. A self-righteous show-off. <laughs> and they get into a big mess when a sun suddenly explodes. But Wesley is able to save the day because he's able to be a self-righteous show-off. And then everyone is magically cured by a vaccine that the doctor comes up with. Okay. Just like STDs. <laughs> I don't. Uh, I don't want to come across like we're shaming people with STDs. No, I'm saying it's a bad allegory. That's where the allegory breaks down. Okay. Because... <laughs> I follow. <laughs> because it is like an instantaneous cure, and like it doesn't matter what they did. It's just it's done with and over now, and they can move on. Right. My read on the situation mm -hmm. was that the intrepid crew of the Enterprise is back and they come upon a ship in distress and send over a couple crew members to investigate what's happening. When they investigate, they find that everyone is frozen to death and in various states of undress. Back aboard the Enterprise, the doctor uses a Geiger meter to make sure everyone who was on the other ship is okay and Geordi starts acting weirdly. As patient zero, his main symptom is sweating profusely, but when other folks aboard the ship start to get sick, their main symptom is horniness <laughs> and acting drunk. The crew succumbs one by one, including the doctor and Picard, uh, but not before the doctor makes an antidote and goes around, as you said, sort of giving everyone a shot to make them better. Meanwhile, there's an asteroid hurtling towards the ship and Will Wheaton's character somehow helps save them from it. The end. Yeah, I don't think our synopses are in conflict with each other. I agree. It was very clear that like, it looked like he had a fever. He was sweating a bunch. Doesn't that like- Warrant did... a quarantine? Yeah, don't they know about- like... <laughs> Like, maybe they don't if it's in this, like, utopian future and they have forgotten about sickness. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's one theory. I, I don't see any other possible reason why they would not have, like, ever, because it seemed to be spread by direct physical contact. Every scene had someone, like, Riker at one point just went up and, like, got the doctor's attention by just touching her on the neck. <laughs> and I did, I didn't it, it was just that. like a direct sort of like collarbone. Oh, like she was looking the other way and just, I feel like it was done to like show like physical contact is so common and it's so mm. easy for things like this to spread. It looked very awkward. <laughs> <laughs> I must've been taking notes at the time. Yeah. Yeah, I guess my read on it was that she used the Geiger meter to like see how everybody was doing. Geiger counter. Yeah. Yeah. Geiger counter. I've played some video games where you have a Geiger counter, so... I worked at a science museum and used a Geiger counter. That's way cooler. <laughs> <laughs> 
I was just calling it that because it was like a wand that she was like passing over everybody and it was making little clicking noises. Mm. Okay. Because first she was checking out Data and Data like sat upright and I imagine said something about the fact that he's an android Mm -hmm. and he's fine. And she was like, yep, you can go. And then she checked with Jordy (laughs) and was like, something's wrong with you. And Jordy was really... Sweaty. And angry. He was kind of... Emphatic. Yeah. I heard them say the word for sweating. Oh, yeah. Like, what oh, you're it? sweating a lot. Um, it's like... Schwitz? Schwitzing? Or, like, it, it's not that, but it sounds like that. Okay. Yeah. That's fair. Because I feel like I saw it on, like, some deodorant or something. <laughs> <laughs> Context clues. <laughs> I feel like they noted that Jordy was in bad shape and were trying to keep him sort of in the sick bay, and they just didn't succeed. Yeah, because he wandered off and infected Yar, which like they had all the characters' names in the credits at the beginning, so we learned all their names, and her name is Yar. Yep, it's Tasha Yar. Tasha. Tasha. Oh. I think her first name's Tasha. And, uh, oh, the Doctor and Will Wheaton's characters, their last name is Crusher, which is a very good last name. Yeah, and also I noticed that they said Crusher a lot. A ton. And, like, I feel like we would have picked up on that in the last episode. I think so, too. Is it, like, did they change... The Doctor's name? The Doctor's name, or did she not have a name? I don't know. Or... The Doctor was good. She needed a more memorable name. She needed a name. A name. <laughs> Just period. Not doctor or mom. <laughs> so then Yar gets infected and... And Yar really gets gets the worst of it. Or the best of it. Well... Yar is the horniest. Yes, she is very horny. <laughs> oh, I really liked that the way that they knew she'd been infected was that she was in raven Simone, Deanna apparently, Mm -hmm. in raven Simone's chamber, like, trying on dresses. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And and Deanna raven Simone came in and pretty much immediately knew something was off. It felt very much like a, but Yar, you're a tomboy. What are you doing with the pretty clothes? (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) And then Yar proceeded to uh, wander off and make out with a random guy in a blue shirt, which was weird. Because she likes women. It's canonical. And then <laughs> In she, my head. In my heart, she does. Then, like, Picard on the bridge goes and sends Data after her, and... Oh, well, I loved that Picard radioed her, or whatever the sci-fi equivalent is. Radioed. <laughs> Picard radioed her, <laughs> and, like, got her on the phone and was kind of like, what the hell, why aren't you here on the brooka, on the bridge? And she says, Jean-Luc in like a sexy way and he kind of pauses and then sends data to go find out what's going on and what's going on is that yar has uh changed into a sexy outfit and slicked her hair down Mm -hmm. sort of like 1920s flapper style yeah yeah and data's into it yeah which surprised me yeah like she starts seducing data and data's like Okay. Yeah. And then the door closes, and presumably they have sex. That was the the implication of the the door close, fade to black. Yeah, and then Data is infected as well, so clearly physical contact, and Mm -hmm. he's super drunk, so 
Yeah, he did some good physical comedy. Yeah. <laughs> I, like, I thought it was interesting, and I think his conversation where he showed back up on the bridge with Picard also seemed like there was interesting stuff going on, because I kept hearing the word mensch, yeah. which is person. Yeah. And he's like, something, something person. I something, something person. Yep. And he's like... People have fingers. I have fingers because he was waggling his fingers around. <laughs> so his exaggerated characteristic was his humanity. Mm. Hence, why? Hence the sex. <laughs> <laughs> what else happened? Well, in the meantime, like Wesley had gotten infected from Jordy at the beginning and. Wesley goes off with all of his inventions that he made this episode, including the, like, levitation machine and the, like, voice recorder. And he's basically playing pranks on everyone. Yeah. He acts like a drunk teenager. Oh, he totally does. <laughs> yeah, he, so he's on this, like, power trip in the engineering engine room or whatever. Yep. And gets everyone else there infected and like sabotages the engine effectively. Mm -hmm. Just reading my notes. And so I have a note that Yar calls the captain Jean-Luc in a sexy voice. And we were right. Love is blooming. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, because later when Picard and oh, Dr. Boy. Crusher are infected, he's calling her Beverly and later Bev. Yeah, <laughs> Bev. My God. So she's like furiously working on this on this antidote and there's a shot where she puts her hair up so we know that it's serious because she has to pull her hair back in order to do this science and because she was starting to sweat because she also has the the sweaty sickness oh i missed that she was starting that makes perfect sense yeah i just thought it was a cute like i'm gonna put my hair up because this is serious science because then she goes to find Picard and she's like, I need to talk to you alone and takes her hair down and goes into the other room. <laughs> Picard follows her in. Yeah, he calls her Beverly and she calls him Jean-Luc. But I also heard something at some point in their conversation where he was like, call me captain. And she was like, okay, call me doctor. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Which I liked. Uh-huh. It's nice that they use the words captain and doctor. Doctor. <laughs> Deanna and Riker also had... An altercation. Altercation? <laughs> what am I talking about? An encounter. An encounter. Yeah, Deanna, Deanna showed up and had the hots for Riker, and I heard her say something about wanting to be free. Mm. Mm -hmm. Or fry. <laughs> yep. As they say, auf Deutsch. <laughs> FKK. Yep. Oh, and also that Riker is so stark. So strong. Mm. Uh, and then Riker proceeded to lift her up and carry her away. And uh, that was a nice fake out because when we cut back to them later, he has brought her to the sick bay and put her down on a bed and gone to the doctor to be like, hey, Deanna needs help too. Yeah, hey, awkward touch on the neck. Can I get your attention? <laughs> right, yeah. I did feel bad, badly. I did feel badly that most people's reactions to this sickness was like to flirt and have a good time with one another and Jordy's was just to sweat profusely. He's he's a sad drunk, I guess, cuz he sort of went <laughs> off into a room by himself and like stared out at the stars and Yar came and got him, which is how she ended up getting infected. So, Jordy's a sad drunk. Mhm. Mm Yar is a make out with boys drunk. I mean, it could just be that she's attracted to people. Mhm. Yeah. It is just like It could just be 
that it was the 90s. Also, so I looked that up in the interim. 87. 87? Yeah. Oh. This is when episode, or season one was airing. Okay. It was the 80s. (laughs) (laughs) Oh. Mm. All the more reason for heteronormativity. Right. So then back on the bridge, (laughs) they've gone to like this ship where there's probably a distress call Mm -hmm. and they're orbiting the sun and then the sun just suddenly explodes. Yeah. Like, I guess... The whole, what was this sun or planet or whatever it was, plus what was this other ship doing, all of that was very confusing because the episode opened on what seemed to be them all watching TV. Mm -hmm. And they were all kind of awkward because it sounded like it was a sex scene. Um, and you're like watching it with your family. Right. <laughs> and so presumably they're seeing like the orgy that everyone then gets frozen at. Mm. Yeah, Data looked perturbed. Raven, I heard, Vas? What? And then Picard, I heard, Varum? Why? <laughs> and then there were like gunshots and, or bombs or laser noises. I think it was the airlock opening. Oh, hence why everyone was frozen. Right. And because they were all like overheating, that was like a symptom. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I heard Jordy say something about the airlock at some point. Deanna was saying something about being free. So it mm. might be that there's some sort of like psychosis, self-medicating way that this virus or whatever yeah. does where people are like, wow, it's so hot in here. Let me just open a window. Wait, we're in space. <laughs> Oof, yeah. So then the sun explodes. Based on the shots, they were, like, right next to it. Yeah! Then they had a solid 15 minutes to solve the single piece of debris that was flying at them. Yep, it was flying at them very slowly while Data put all the tiny processors, hard drives. Yeah, Data chips. All the little... Data put all the little data chips back in order, which uh, Will Wheaton had sort of stupidly taken out and let people play with. Mm -hmm. And so it was supposed to be tense, but it wasn't super tense because this asteroid was coming very slowly towards Mm -hmm. them. And so Riker kept sort of looking out the window at the asteroid coming slowly and then looking back to Data, who was frantically taking like... Like little flash drives. Yeah, like flash drives and putting them into a wall, like a, like a big light bright, basically, mm-hmm. and that I'd, he just needed to fill. And there were probably 60 of them, which is a fair number. He's working on it for probably five full minutes of in-episode time. <laughs> I think I could put 60 flash drives in in five minutes. It shows him going super fast because he's an android, and so he's like, even though he's drunk and being kind of human, he's, he's still moving very fast. <laughs> And so they've like sped up this footage of him putting in these these little chips. But it was edited weirdly, and so they had to like use the same exact clips a couple times. He wasn't going very fast. Like it was probably that he like also knew where they were supposed to go. Yeah, that was my read on it. Yeah, was but... which is why no one jumped in to help. <laughs> right. No, 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 everyone stand back. Data really likes doing this. (laughs) The asteroid's moving very slowly. It'll be fine. Yeah, so then I think Will Wheaton used his little, like, his levitation machine. He Mm -hmm. hooked it up. His levitate spell. 
his levitate spell and like wired it through the Enterprise. So he levitated the other ship okay. in front of the asteroid to slow it down even more. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then Data finished plugging in the things and they flew away. And we had a nice final scene on the Brooka, the bridge, where everyone felt a little uncomfortable with their past behavior. <laughs> Mostly Yar confronted Data, walked onto the bridge wearing her uniform again, sort of like steeled herself and went over to Data. And I caught Nicht's passiert. Nothing happened. <laughs> and Data was kind of like, okay. <laughs> We had a nice shot of Data and Yar sort of looking a little uncomfortably at one another. And then we cut to Riker and then we cut to Deanna. And so we saw that they were also sort of looking at each other. But I like to think that the, the leap between them was Riker and Data. You know, it was it was like a little love rectangle mm-hmm. of Yar, Data, Riker, Deanna. What will happen next? Is that the only person who wasn't infected? Worf. It was Worf. Yeah. Worf just sort of stayed in his chair the whole time and was like... A... Kept doing his job. Good job, and, Worf. And when Picard and Crusher were flirting and she was taking her hair down and going into his office... And starting to like unzip her uniform? Yeah. Which apparently they just have a big zipper down the middle. Yeah, which... Convenient. Yeah, makes this episode very convenient. <laughs> it like cut back to Worf and he was... It was just like an over-the-shoulder <laughs> shot of him just like sitting watching. <laughs> <laughs> And then he, he, I think he calls Riker at that point on the communicator and says something like, everyone's infected. <laughs> even Data. Data's the only, like... Yeah, even Data. But yeah. he definitely mentioned Data and Data was just like, being a human. Yeah. And meanwhile, Riker is like down there also infected. But like, he was able to continue doing his job. Higher tolerance. He was a frat boy. Mmm. Oh, experience. <laughs> Closing thoughts. You laughed at a number of jokes that I did not get. I did. I was very proud of myself. <laughs> so it was one while Yar was seducing Data and one while Crusher was seducing Picard. <laughs> <laughs> okay. While Yar was seducing Data. So I wrote both of these down. That one I was particularly proud of. So uniform. Auf Deutsch is apparently uniform. I heard her say uniform. Aussehen. Which I was just proud of myself for knowing what Aussehen means. Can you guess? Get out of this uniform? Yeah, it, it means like to take off clothing. Oh. Sehen is a verb that I've learned because umsehen is to move. Like, like move like move apartments. Oh, to move out of. Yeah. And when my German teacher taught us that, she wanted to make sure that we knew umsehen wasn't the only sehen verb, because that was the only context we had used it in, but it's a fairly common verb, apparently, because you also have aussehen, which is to take off, and ansehen, which is to put on. Mm -hmm. So the primary context for this verb are changing where you live and getting changed, changing your clothes. So it wasn't like a super funny joke. I was mostly laughing because I was so proud of myself for recognizing a verb. (laughs) Great. (laughs) You're welcome. (laughs) And then when the doctor was seducing Picard, I wrote, mein gute Liebe, my good love, I guess. And ich bin eine Frau. Part of her seduction technique was like a, a like an I am a woman and I need you kind mm. of kind of bit. And then he said, Nicht jetzt, Doktor. <laughs> Not yet, Doctor. Not yet, as in I haven't made you a woman yet? Oh no, God no. I don't I didn't read it like that. Oh. I read it just as like a I can't fuck you right now <laughs> kind oh. of thing. <laughs> we have to deal with the sickness. Mm. 
Yeah, for an episode where everyone gets super horny, it's only Yar and Data who, like, bone down. And we don't see it. The only, like, kiss we actually see is Yar and Random Blue Shirt, who is unnamed. Right. Well, it was the 80s. So it was probably harder to get away with, like, showing a lot of sex on screen. There was a distinct lack of kissing. But a lot of, like, getting in each other's personal space, which honestly... People were doing before the infection started. <laughs> so that's what I was going to say, was that works well on this show because of how they frame their shots, where it's always very theatrical. So people mm-hmm. always look like they're standing very close together. Yeah, like the first or the second scene we see Riker as they're, like, diagnosing Geordi. Riker is standing, like, directly behind, like, with his shoulder touching Dr. Crusher's. And it's just like, wow, and I, I, like, noted how, like, awkwardly close that was in an episode that's about being awkwardly close. <laughs> Not for that reason. Right, right. I mostly felt that way anytime one person was looking at a computer and the other person was looking at what they were doing on the computer. Which brings me to another one of my final thoughts, which is Data and Riker were doing some research. I don't know what for, because they're pulling up like a lot of like ship schematics and stuff. Oh yeah! And, and so Data goes through one and like seems to have found something and Picard comes over to look at it and says, something, something Enterprise, something, something Captain James T. Kirk. Yeah, and they didn't sound like they were very familiar with that name. Yeah, it sounded like they were just hearing about it, which like if it's 70 years later and they're also in Starfleet, did they just like happen to also name their identical ship the Enterprise? <laughs> well, look at this. 70 years later, a Captain James T. Kirk had this exact model and named it the Enterprise. 70 years earlier. Yeah, 70 years earlier. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I caught a word there, too. I feel like this is just going to be like Emma's Deutsche Ecke. German corner. Yep. Echo's corner, yeah. Uh, Emma's Deutsche Echo. It's a podcast within a podcast. Geschichte. Geschichte. I'll just say it like that. I can't say it very well. It means history or story. Oh. And it, they looked up the Geschichte Enterprise, the history of the Enterprise. Huh. So is this what happened to Kirk and the rest of the crew? They all got the horny fever and died. <laughs> opened the airlock and died. <laughs> Tragic. I don't know. All I caught was just g- <laughs> Other things I caught. Mein Kopf ist ganz klar. My head is very clear oh. was what Jordy said after they used the little shot on him to oh. give him the antidote. What else? Oh. <laughs> when they were trying to deal with this asteroid hurtling through space, Will Wheaton's character was like, oh, we just have to get all the flash drives back in. Data can do it. And so Riker brought Data over. And when they got into the same room, Will Wheaton's character was like, oh, hi, Data. How are you doing today? And Data was like, oh, I'm doing well. How are you? And they were like exchanging like <laughs> greetings. And and Riker said, uh, keine Zeit für Hoflich something, which is like no time for politeness. <laughs> like, get to work. No time for pleasantries. Yeah, which I thought was cute. So I will say like, Data and Wesley were being very polite to each other, and mm-hmm. I think that <laughs> the whole like Jean Luc and Bev, that camaraderie that they had, like they seemed very comfortable with each other, and they were still able to do their work fine. So maybe you should loosen up a bit on the Enterprise. Totally. Other things before we leave the Deutsches Ecke. Es ist so heiß here. 
It's so hot here. Yeah. <laughs> that was one of Jordy's comments when he was talking to Will Wheaton's character right after having left the sick bay. They were just chatting. Will Wheaton was showing Jordy his cool inventions, and Jordy was into it. And then Jordy was just like, This is so nice here, and like had to go. <laughs> and then, last but not least, Ja Naturlich. Did you hear all the Naturliches? I did. That was one of the words that I caught a lot of. So, Ja Naturlich is literally, yeah, naturally. But it gets used all the time by German speakers. It's yeah, totally. If you're a valley girl, I guess. (laughs) Or absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. It's just, it's a very common phrase in German. And so it was fun to hear it in media several times in this episode. Mm -hmm. People replied to things with ja natürlich. Mm -hmm. Yeah, of course. And at least once I heard ja genau. Oh yeah, I heard a couple genaus. Which is? Exactly. Which also doesn't get used the way that we use exactly in English. It's more like right or not even because it doesn't have to be a question it's right or okay or yeah i think it takes the yeah yeah genau genau it could even be like do you get it now Uh uh-huh yeah genau (laughs) i hear people say it like while they're talking on the phone a lot genau oh yeah it's it's a good Mm, genau Mm, it's kind of a filler word it's uh like a letting someone else know that you're listening to them genau (laughs) thanks for listening genau (laughs) All right, this has been Emma's Deutsches Ecke. And this was episode three. Do we have predictions for next time? Hmm. Should we look at the name of next week's episode? No, it's a spoiler. Oh, okay, never mind. I think everyone's going to lighten up just a little bit. Oh, I think everybody's going to tense up because they had this awkward thing. And they were all sort of under the influence, and now they've got to, like... Sober up and deal with the consequences. No, now they've got to, like, sober up, admit their feelings for each other, have sex sober, Mm. and get it, like, out in the open. Mm. Or it'll be just a big, awkward episode. I'm thinking big, awkward episode. Or I'm thinking, and if so, I'm not looking forward to this. I'm thinking Will Wheaton-centric episode to really get him to be part of the crew. Because this episode, I think he did a little bit of proving that he's useful. While on his power trip. Yeah, he's not a great character. He was taller this episode, I feel. I noticed that too. Okay, I'm glad. He was quite tall. (laughs) Yeah, I think he grew between filming the pilot and (laughs) filming the show. He grew six inches and a last name. <laughs> Crusher. Crusher. Yeah, Wesley Crusher. It's a good it's, name. It's quite the name. Oh, I got one other. Uh, just going to back up for a second. We're going to back right up into the Eka, into the corner. Wir alle tot. Are you familiar with tot? Is it like singular of totes? No. When they first reported back to Picard while they were on this other ship, what did they say? I'm gonna pull it up exactly. Alessind tot. Everything is totally good. <laughs> the opposite. Everyone's dead. Oh. <laughs> yeah, they were reporting back from. They were on the ship. And so that was Alessind tot. Everybody's dead. Oh. And so then Riker and the doctor later were, I don't know, dealing with something. Oh, it was after Riker brought Deanna to the sick bay and the doctor was like, oh my God, it's getting everybody. And so they made the comment like, we're all a tote. It was like a, we're all screwed 
kind of comment. Oh, wow. Tote is like a, a casual way to say. We're dead. Yeah. We're dead. We're we survived, but we're dead. We're dead meat. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Okay, we can step back out of the echo. <laughs> Oh, do you have any other predictions for what's going to happen next time? Well, so, so far we've seen giant space jellyfish and communicable horny sickness. So I'd say next time, I think we're going to end up on an alien planet. This was a very Mm. Enterprise-centric episode. So we're probably going to be on an alien planet. And what I'm really hoping to see and has been very absent so far is alien creatures like mm-hmm. not necessarily sentient alien races but like i want to see alien dogs or <laughs> or just like alien wildlife or or like because i want to see either the level of cgi or the like good good puppetry <laughs> <laughs> so that's my prediction okay yeah so how do we do feel free to let us know if we got everything exactly correct otherwise Say nothing at all. <laughs> you don't want to hear it. <laughs> Otherwise, uh, tell us if you enjoyed the episode. And tell I'll... us if you liked this format where we each sort of give a quick synopsis of what happened and then go into more detail as opposed to muddling through the whole thing beat by beat. Anything else? No, that's all I got. Okay. Danke for listening. Our theme song is Scotty B. McHook by Marteria. See you next time. Auf saying. Tschüss. 4, 3, 2, 1, Scotty, bin ich hoch. Alles blitz. Marteria. 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 <laughs> That's not how he says it. His name's Martin something. Yeah. He's a German rapper. And he has some very fun music. 4, 3, 2, 1, Scotty, bin ich hoch. Scotty, Scotty, bin ich hoch. Scotty, bin ich hoch. 4, 3, 2, 1, Scotty, be me show. Scotty, Scotty, be me show. Scotty, be me show. 4, 3, 2, 1, Scotty, be me show.